hello and welcome to Sheffield Hopcast. Uh, it's um, it's May 2022. It feels like about a year since we last recorded an episode of uh, of this. It was right at the start of April when we last did one, uh, and that was well, that was virtual because I was across the pond in the states. It feels like yonks ago. That I thought at the in your intro then, hello and welcome. That there's an American twang to your voice. Yeah, well, you've got a NASA hat on as well with an American flag on. I am now basically American, Sean. This has this has happened. Yeah. Um, So yes, so we still quite slim though. It it is almost two months actually since we did a podcast. So it's good to be back. Uh, We're back on the road as well after um, after going online last month. Um, and we are at a venue that we've not been to before. And this is actually, I have to confess, a venue that I have never been to before. So it's my first time here. Uh, but I know this is a really popular place, particularly for after-work drinks. Uh, we're at Dorothy Packs, which is at Victoria Keys, which I have to say, walking here, uh, I'd, I'd never really venture down to Victoria Keys, this area. But it's beautiful. It's lovely. I can imagine on a nice sunny day, this is a glorious place to hang out. There is a slight downside, which is I had to walk here through uh, probably the least pleasant part of Sheffield city centre, which is down where the old Castle, oh, Castle Market is around there, and it's all a little bit like... But then once you get across the road and you're over this side, it's, it's gorgeous. I just Love typed it. onto my little Facebook check-in at Victoria Keys. I took some nice photos outside, and I put the almost secret jewel in Sheffield city centre crown. Stunning, but hard to miss unless you know it's there, and that's its problem. You can't see it. You can drive. There's people do driving mean, by. Do you mean outside. easy to miss? Huh? Do you mean easy to Hard miss? Hard to miss. Easy to miss. Yeah. yeah easy Hard to, to miss. miss. Hard to easy find. Easy to miss. Hard <laughs> to find. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're here. There that's are the, people that's packed the up. important. There bit. are people driving by outside there, five yards from the mm. entrance, that don't actually know it's here. I think. I'm not sure there is because we are on a river. <laughs> no, I mean at the entrance to Victoria Canal, Keys. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's a bit daunting, isn't it? That little entrance yeah. tunnel. You kind of think like, Ooh, what's around this corner? And then it's beautiful. There, it's a bit, yeah. Can I, can I use the word rapey on the podcast? It looks a bit rapey, doesn't it, from uh, from yeah. the outside? But then you come through the tunnel and you're in this little wonderland. So it's, it's beautiful. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, let's do introductions and beers. Uh, I haven't introduced myself yet, so hello, I'm James. Um, I'll do my beer first as well, actually, because I never do that. Um, so I have... I'm sure this beer has made an appearance on the podcast before, but not in keg form. So I am on Schofferhofer, which we have talked about before on the basis that it's probably the greatest beer in the world 2.5% grapefruity and Rubbish. lovely uh, and here they serve it with an actual slice of grapefruit in it I'm which quite is, jealous of your beer I'm which is say. even better and because <coughs> this place like the whole if you've ever been here you'll know what I mean but we're inside but the outside bit you literally sat on the keys so you've got the water and all the boats and everything on a lovely summer's day that water's just rippling away, the sun like skimming across the surface with a lovely 2.5% shoff off and knowing you can drink another four or five of those and not really even feel it. <clears throat> perfection. That is perfection. So I think this is the perfect no burp, No burping issues? No burping issues? After Maybe. <laughs> might be a few toilet trips involved. <laughs> but other than that, perfect. Um, we're going to go to Adam next because Adam has a story to tell about uh, beer in here, which he's told all of us individually, but now needs to tell the Hopcast world. What do you mean about the gluten-free off- offerings? Sorry, yeah. Because there's another thing that we're, we're going to bring up, weren't they? So, yeah, I... Well, I have to apologise, really. I came here, walked over, I thought, do you know what? 
I might struggle to get a beer in here. Now, would you do a podcast without drinking a beer? But they, they've got seven cask lines on, of which I can drink five, four being gluten-free beers, one being a cask cider. And I think, did you say they've got a couple of keg? Two on keg. So they've got five or well, seven, six or seven gluten-free beers. So we've got two Abbeydale, one triple point, one shiny, and, and they've got another triple, two triple point on keg. So, um, yeah, really happy. And I'm drinking the shiny Glamour Muscles. What a name. <laughs> Stop saying shiny. Is anyone else shiny slang for you know poo? Shiny, I'm a shiny. And uh, nope. Okay, I've let's move on. So, what are you drinking, Adam? <laughs> Glamour muscles by Shiny. Oh right, okay. Stop <laughs> saying shiny. <laughs> so, what? what um, hang on. We're, we've obviously got to just detour for a little bit. So, um, my favourite is turd. Turd. Any, anybody okay, else? Yeah. Turd. What? I mean, num- yeah, yeah, num- really num- really number two, I think, is the most polite. Number two? Dropping yeah. a deuce. I, don't, I, didn't, I wouldn't ask if the most polite. What, five minutes in, what and we've resorted what, to, what do you like? what's your pet name? What do you like to call a turd? I think I call it a shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what, 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 Need a shit. Accusingly, you little shit. You're, well, you're angry well, with yeah. it. I wouldn't call someone a little Laura's not going to get involved in this, because she's better than the rest of us. She's not going to resort to these yeah. horrendous well, levels. On, I mean, this is already the worst podcast that we've ever done. What's <coughs> yeah? What does everybody go for at Abbeydale Brewery? I try not to <laughs> discuss it in a food production environment. Sure. I think the most polite is to say a potty. I think is the politest yeah. way. Let's get back to beer, <laughs> Sean. Shiny. What? What are you on? I'm on. Um, yeah, I could have on daft there but I'm on one of the cask beers so can I, first of all first time I've been in absolutely fantastic got a bit of a, a bohemian vibe going on there's a black cap strolling round and is there? Well, yeah a piano over right? there with a candle and cactus on it some lovely are they pom poms are we calling them yeah they're kind of like uh, hanging down there. I've already thought we'll have some of those hanging down in our shop there's a disco glitter ball um, you've probably not seen it, Sean, but next to you there's like a little sort of almost like anti-war display there, is a, there a, as the, well. A clever play on, um, on Star Wars, uh, Stop Wars, which appeared on the front of uh, the May edition I saw of that, uh, Sheffield Cameras Beer Matters magazine. Excellent. And outside, what, there's probably, what, 20 to 30 people sat now in the sunshine. It's been drizzling all day. Sun's out, blue sky, water glistening, lovely canal boat. There's a little canal boat outside called Ethel. Ethel. And she, she looked really nice. You asked me uh, what beer I was on. So <laughs> I apologise. <laughs> Four hours ago. <laughs> I apologise. So I've joined Adam on a, a gluten-free beer. It's difficult not to, though, isn't uh, it, it, to be it, honest? It really it? is. I found it I found it impossible not to select <laughs> a gluten-free <laughs> beer. a pint of gluten, <laughs> So I'm on... Uh, I think this is the first time I've ever had a triple-point beer on cask, mm. which is why I went for it. It's a golden ale. I'm not a massive fan of golden ales, but it's 4%. It is a golden ale. It's on cask, and it's absolutely bang on. It's nice, isn't so, it? So, yeah, re- really enjoying also, it. Because it does say this on the badge as well, but it's worth mentioning. Three quid. Three quid for a beer. You can't go wrong. Can How you? much is it? Three, Three quid. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah I didn't uh, I didn't take no care, Sean. So that's phenomenal as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, had a, I had a pint of that, actually, in Manchester. I think I might mention it, but the local... 
the closest pub to me is a Crown and Kettle, and they are owned by the people who have the Sydney Opera something. House. No, not Sydney Opera House. Place Sydney, Sydney, on Matilda? Sydney, Sydney, Sydney Matilda, yeah. So, which is kind of in Sheffield, Sydney but round the corner from <laughs> Triple Point. So they. They've got, um, I think it might be that beer that's on on Keg, actually. There's a, a kind of a collaboration beer, which is a really nice, like, 6.5% soupy beer, which is really good. But I had a pint of gold, actually, last week in there on cask. So, yeah, this is a good beer, actually. Bang on. Laura is also here. Hello. <laughs> You've not got involved <laughs> in these ridiculously childish <laughs> conversations. Um... How are you and what is your beer? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, I'm also on a triple point beer. I've gone for a keg option, Solo, uh, which I think is a rotating series of single hot beers that triple point do. Uh, This one is 3.8% and it is cryopop hopped. So it's very, very hazy, very, very tasty, sort of a little bit tropically, coconutty kind of character to it. They're, they're kind of becoming uh, like kings of the cryo, aren't they? Triple point. Every every beer they do seems to be some kind of cryo beer, kind of forging that as their own little kind of uh, little thing. I mean, it's probably uh, appropriate to, to talk about them. They 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 started off after. Uh, under a dark cloud, could we say? Um, mm. Having picked up um, after Sentinel um, went out of business. And so a, t- a tough start for them, but um, they don't seem to put a foot wrong. Um, uh, George yep. and, and his dad um, done a, a brilliant job with the, the brewery in terms of outside seating and all the rest of it. Fantastic beer range now. Um, used to have a reputation more, I suppose, lager-based, but they've really, yeah. they've really sort of spread the wings. Yeah. I think they've even got a big imperial stout to our minute. Um, so done phenomenally well. And, a, and then becoming a brewery that people now respect really highly. Yeah. And, uh, I really like their, their, their brewery tap room as well. Yeah. That's another... Yeah, to say it's on the ring road, it's a surprisingly nice place to sit outside and have a, have a beer. Yeah, they've um, done a brilliant job with it. Yeah. They've used a car park well, to turn I, it into a phenomenal... Yeah. I was yeah. going to say the same place. thing. I think like the lockdown thing and like the reintroduction, the reintroduction yeah. of... You know, thinking about your space, very imaginative, yeah, and creative with it. It's just it's busy and it's busy with like a nice variety of drinkers as well. You know, Mm. you know, it's not like you got kind of your hardcore like beer drinker types. It's just like very (laughs) when you sit outside there and like maybe like an early evening or a weekend, it's packed. Mm. And they've got the the food venue in there as well. So the um, what's it called? Twisted 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 Burger. Twisted Burger. Yes. uh, which kind of had a few places in Sheffield and moved around a little bit. Um, but yeah, I suppose, like I said, because all their, virtually all their beers are gluten-free as well, just by the process that they've always done, a little bit like kind of where Abbeydale do it, you know, that they've, they've kind of committed to testing them and using the brewer's clarets and stuff. So it's like a really, it's, I've kind of drunk so much more of their beers recently and kind of just got that new appreciation for that. Actually, yeah, they're really solid beers. And yeah, you're right. They used to make very, very good lagers. They did a really good Kolsch style beer. Very good, like you know, Czech, yeah. Czech beers. And that kind of comes down to Alex, who's worked at Star of Brown in the past, and really, you know, really knows what he's doing in that sort. Of, but it seems like they've kind of not really done much lager, no, as as much now. But they've still um, got them. But they've got a wider range now yeah. of, of things that appeal to more people, definitely. I think at this point we we probably do need to segue straight into kind of brewery news 
because it is a while since we last recorded and I think the impact probably of the pandemic kind of kicking in over the last couple of months because we have seen around the country we've seen a few breweries making announcements that they are no more for us in Sheffield quite a significant one in terms of Kellam Island Brewery um, announcing at the time it, it kind of was a surprise announcement I think for a lot of people and then as you kind of look at it and sort of think it, it, it does feel like they just kind of struggled maybe to kind of keep up with how beer had been changing and, and other things that were going on in the in the beer world. I know they obviously tried to bring out some different stuff and moved into can over the last couple of years. Um, but obviously reached the point whereby they decided it was it was no longer um, viable. And, and you know it, it doesn't really matter where you sit in terms of what kind of beer you like to drink. I think the, the, there's a little argument that without Calamire and Brewery probably the majority of breweries that we see now maybe wouldn't even be a thing because they were the first were they? they were there when 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 uh, you know this 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 kind of beer wasn't even really a, a thing at all so uh, just a really sad sad moment i think for the whole of the sheffield beer scene they uh, talked to them quite a lot over the last couple of weeks and two two things i would i would say and one is that they wanted to go out in the right way so they um, uh, uh, didn't want to sort of go out in a year's time owing money all over the place and ruining the potential businesses of other other businesses that they're associated with. A lot of people bought a tour, a brewery tour vouchers at Christmas. Yep. They wanted to pay all those people back. So, which is really commendable. And absolutely, and that they were it, so upfront it's about an that. example, perhaps, yeah, to, uh, to to many businesses, not just breweries, but to many that. Uh, to try and go out in the right way and have all your morals sort of lined up in the right way and, and do it right. Um, whilst um, I'm sure a, a Kellum could look back now and, and think, well, we could have also tweaked and changed and done things slightly differently. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my hand up as well. That uh, you know, since since the announcement, we've sold more of their beer. I mean, we've always sold their beer, but we've we've sold more of their beer. Um, by fivefold than ever before, easily, easily, people have come flocking for their beers, um, and I think it's easy for us as drinkers to forget that we didn't all start drinking white chocolate, raspberry uh, sours, and no. dippers and everything else. Y- y- everybody always starts at somewhere like Kellum, and uh, we should, as drinkers, perhaps jump sometimes off the. Uh, us as retailers should jump off the gravy train but um, we should as drinkers individually jump off the constant barrage of new 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 and actually take a step back and appreciate history and appreciate uh, things that we used to like we, we, how many how many how many of us have had a pint of pale rider in the last six months i've no idea and i know we probably all like it if we sucked it because we've all sucked it before um, but we've just not gone back almost so it's uh, i think that as individually us as drinkers can ought to jump off the bandwagon sometimes and and have a and have a pint of something historic um just to just to just to uh, which which helps other breweries of course but also uh um, that spreads the load a little bit in terms of what we're doing and what we're drinking it's interesting you said that actually because that's one thing i said to my wife when i told her about it 
as much as I kind of thought, well, I could, I could you can kind of see it coming for someone who doesn't really fully move with the times or you know I've got issues with some of the things I can see why it's maybe happened or it could have been probably yeah yeah. but I, I realised that you used to see a Keller Island beer whether it were like easy probably easy rider more than pale rider you used to see that as common nearly as common as you saw Abbeydale Moonshine or Bradfield Farmer's Blonde and then I'm thinking when was the last time I saw like a cask beer from Kellam Island in a pub Mm. And I can't, I can't think of anywhere. Pale rider in one more weather spoons is my, yeah. uh, which, which is perhaps a clue as well to things. But uh, I, I've had that a number of times over the last few years in there. Yeah, and it's just, it's just, it is, it is a shame. And I've got, there's a lot of history and a lot of like, my history for me in terms of that brewery, and and like the fat cat and I, you know the, the association with that. I did my thirtieth birthday party there, which is ten years ago now. Um, yeah, and we, had, we did his own version of. Um, they kind of they did me a pump clip and did my own beer for it so I think it was easy ride of it with like my little badge thing and stuff so yeah it's, it is a real shame um, is it called Easy Adam? well we did like we did like an ad fest thing you missed this we've talked about the ad fest glasses I think I think we have yeah yeah it's got my little silly face on it in like a black and white thing um, but yeah it is a shame um, I, I, I don't know I think they've tried a few things and they've probably just missed like miss hits and stuff recently uh, rather than kind of sticking to that kind of kind of classy traditional brewery, I think I really liked the branding before this version. I thought it was really smart. I think it spoke to that kind of drinker who drinks that type of beer. And I think maybe the modernisation of it, or the attempt to move the times, but sticking with a more trad sort of style beer, I think it just yeah swung and missed. I think a little bit. Um, and I think yeah. in, a, in a market which is super competitive. <laughs> It's really difficult, isn't it? You kind of you're always punching up, I suppose, mm. with that kind of brewery. And yeah, I hope it doesn't kind of have any kind of knock-on effect with the fat cat and stuff. I know they're not really like fully connected, but you know that. Yeah, I certainly said the plan was fat cat is continuing as normal. Yeah, I know some some of the people working. There'll be some changes there because the fact yeah. that they did quite heavily sell their yeah. their beers um, and. We, Sorry, we're, we're all pointing because yeah. uh, the infamous black cat has just come running into the really into the cool bar. little stride across um, there as well, wasn't it? I think we kind of knew this was coming, didn't we? In terms of the fact that post-pandemic, that things were going to change. You know, I know people who've not really gone back to going out drinking because yeah. their habits changed, um, and they've kind of chosen not to. So it was sort of inevitable that the the whole sort of beer world was going to shrink to an extent, and that was going to squeeze some some breweries out we know that there's some bars obviously that that have not reopened either and that was perhaps just inevitable short we've lost sean now sean's the cat's just looked at me it's got like a waggy tail a bit like a dog i do think <laughs> sean's been a bit of a cat whisperer the cat is called fiona has, has softened yeah, me totally oh she has come over oh we got it's the first Ever hopcast cat? Hop, hop cat. Uh, hop I don't cat. think it is. They tell me not yeah, pop yeah, up no, in the Zoom yeah, ones. Is this not the first oh. stroke? <laughs> Might be the first stroke. First pub one. So live stroking. Live stroking of the cat's right hand side. It's now jumped on a chair. It's very elegant, isn't it? Yeah. It's, very like it's probably used to getting free stuff, isn't it? You didn't give it anything. Do we need? We need to know the cat's name, of course. Can we? Anybody know the cat's name? 
Of course. Dorothy. Of course it's Dorothy. How embarrassing. Dorothy <laughs> Dorothy Katz. <laughs> Dorothy the black cat. What Dorothy a beauty. Cats. I think so, go on then. Back to on. back when way way back when when we um when we like, oh, did you? Uh, did you? Yeah, did you have anything to kind of throw into that? Yeah, a lot. Laura works with someone yeah, that used I to work at Kellum. Mick, don't you, little Mick? Yeah, I just, I'm just. It did really. It, it did come as a bit of a punch sure. to the stomach. I think. I think. You know, thinking on it, I can. You know, it's not. It's not the hugest surprise in the world, but when I was genuinely upset when I saw the news because. Um, the Fat Cat is a pub that my dad used to like. So from being, you know, little, I've been uh, going in that pub. I think it was probably the first legal pint that I had will have been in the Fat Cat on a Sunday night with my dad. Um, the first job I had in beer was in the Fat Cat pulling pints. You didn't have Cleopatra in there, Laura, did they you? did. Did you I have a Cleopatra think, in there, though? I think I probably Remember will that? have done, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was one of your yeah. very early, early yeah. drinks, wasn't it? Um, so it's something that real that's always kind of resonated with me, and then like you know, on a professional level, um, it's where Pat, who founded Abbeydale, started his brewing career. Wow. Um, so you know, there's connections there. Um, yeah, Sean mentioned Mick, who's one of my colleagues, who previously worked at Kellam Island as well, who's absolutely fab. Um, so yeah, and I think just the beer world is so closely entwined with you know with itself that it it is. It is really, really sad, and kind of. I hope its legacy. Well, its legacy does live on because, like you said, there's so many breweries that um, kind of started up because of what they learned yeah. at Kellum. Um, you know, Thornbridge Brewdog. Even you know, going to did, um, Stuart, did Stuart, Stuart Ross. Stuart Ross. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so is it was Pale Rider? Is Pale Rider the only Sheffield beer to ever be champion beer of Britain? Perhaps as well. It would only I be Abbeydale so. if, if yeah, not. Um, Moonshine's been in the finals, but has never yeah. won. Was that um, 1998? I'm going to guess that. I think but it was a bit more recent. I think it, it might have been around 2005. Right. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. Does also ring about. Um, yeah. I'm actually yeah. making It's like Absolution kind of based on Pale Rider. Is there something yeah, to do the, with that? Yeah, the rest. Well, Pale Rider were, was originally um, a recipe that Pat created, ah. I believe. Uh, so don't quote um, this. So there are um, <laughs> kind of the beers that um, mm. Abbeydale makes are inspired yes. by, um, well, and kind of along this along similar mm. similar lines to some of what he um, what he made down and at Kellum. They set so up the, the link with Sheffield out to Rochester as well yeah. in New York, didn't they? So yeah. there have been literally hundreds, I would say, now of students at Sheffield Hallam who have have gone out. Dave Wicket helped uh, yeah. help set all that up, yeah. didn't he? And have gone out and worked at the um, Old Toad. Toad, yeah. Old and people Toad. who work there, you know, Ryan at Beering Ad- Adam, is a Adam at the Toad alumni. Out there. Um, um, yeah. Alex uh, works at Millennium Gallery in Sheffield. Loads she worked out there. Uh, Megan yeah. worked out there. Megan Waits, who went to Brewdog. Sorry, Beaver yeah. Town. And, and is now with Yakima y- Chief. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, so, yeah. so Dave and that, all that A very history. strong pedigree throughout yeah. lots, of, uh, lots of different so even, off the, so off the, even off the top of our head, that kind of little spider diagram goes yeah, miles, yeah, it does. doesn't it? Yeah, it does. There was it's a, huge, isn't it? Really there was an article in uh, Cameras um, Beer Magazine a few years ago that I think Boke and Bailey 
created that was sort of um, almost like a family tree of breweries but it was a good few years ago now and I think updating that would be a hugely interesting project mm-hmm. um, so you fancy you, it you got, a, you got yourself yeah. a job <laughs> you yourself into a task. He, he's a sharpie <laughs> it's a pen a massive piece of paper <laughs> it's, it's well inked that look that, that bit so yeah I think I'd just throw in being sad is, I think, yeah. to, to be honest though, the one that took me by surprise the most of the announcements has been Beatniks Republic yeah. in Manchester. Yeah. Was I'm really really shocked to hear that they're Cheshire Brewhouse took me Cheshire by Brewers, most surprise yeah. actually because yeah. he's always had a a foot in both the historic camps and then a bit more modern camp as well. So. That was also a surprise. I think we've just got to hope now, haven't we, that we've had this little cluster and mm. hopefully that's it and, and that it's not kind of a sign mm. of things to, to come. It feels like this summer's just going to be so important, isn't it, for so many breweries and venues mm. and, um, and stuff like that. So, you know, um, not quite a rallying call, but if, you, if you're in two minds, get out there, buy some beer from a brewery that you love because you just don't know you know how difficult they might be finding things at the moment if you've not been to one of your favorite pubs for a while get yourself along there because they might they might just need that support just to kind of keep them going after what's been a really difficult period right right across the board really and um, adam i want to ask you about the big 40 yeah you uh, you I've, mentioned I've reached, it i've reached it you yeah. mentioned it on the uh, on the last <coughs> podcast it probably felt like it was still quite a while away then yeah. but uh, it's been it's gone how was it all right yeah part, um, yeah good apart from a, a slight sickness bug running running through the family at the same time but we got through we went out we got drinks we um yes yeah, it's, it's been good um low key when you're 40 you don't want to go to a club or a thing do you so uh, no no no, <laughs> no. yeah we ended keep up, on going yeah barbecue and some sort of beers i did um i did i did get quite a lot of booze actually which is weird. and then one one standout beer which I don't feel like I, you know, in, in, who in, bought in, you your worst beer for your fortieth birthday? I don't think I've not got any bad beers. My Nothing. In, no crafty bloody ferret. My brother in law John's crafty my, ferret my, from Morrison's. My brother-in-law Chris, he got me. I got some Abbeydale beers from him. So I went. Did you go down to the green shop on just on your way up here? But there are also lazy, some burnt bur- mill, which are quite close to where he's from. And it was burnt mill beer that I had the other night. This is assemble. I think it's like five and a half percent New England pale ale. Was just like one of them beers. We're thinking when I drank it, I'm like that. That is that is that taste which is perfectly like quaffable, not too strong, not too fussy or over it. Just really good. It reminds me of you know the heyday of the kind of the cloud water pails at that five and a half percent. You know when you've got that really nice like small pail that just really really good. And luckily he bought me two cans of it, so I've got one more to go. So yeah. Um, you're well, saving that b- sort of belated happy returns Thank from, you. From yeah, happy birthday, Adam. Yeah. What are you supposed to say is you don't look for it, eh? You actually, I was, <laughs> lo- I was thinking that. Like, that's not it's what it's I was You're thinking 45, though, Laura. 40, yeah, about 45, 46, yeah. Sean, you've been off on adventures and doing stuff. Um, right. Well, I mean, you've, been, you've definitely been Newcastle. to London. Oh, no, Newcastle. Did you have London as well since the last one? No, not been to London. All right. You've been to Newcastle. I went to Newcastle. Well, we've not talked about this, have we? So I went to Newcastle uh, about four weeks ago, up on the train from Donny, LNER, Azuma train, 10 quid each way. You you can't fail, can you? 
So you've got to go to places. People should go and see places for that kind of money on that line. It's amazing, that LNER line at the moment. Um, so... Um, that's this podcast my tourism, is sponsored that's my by tourism. LNER. Well, I, that's my tourism <laughs> bit over again. Um, never been to Newcastle as a serious drinker before. Went one, uh, went once as a, an 18-year-old lager lout, who, um, along with three other friends, on the Tuxedo Royale boat parked in the, on the river. We, um, what's it called when you go into a party and you're not invited? Gate, gate crash. We gate, gate crash the buffet. <laughs> We get crashed a buffet at a party, um, so that was my only experience of Newcastle. Um, outstanding, truly outstanding. Loved Great. it, yeah. Um, pubs fantastic. My favourite one was Time Bar, which is just below the Free Trade Inn, which has got all the views, of course. But uh, loved that Time Bar just below it, only a minute's walk away. Were fantastic. Brinkburn Brewery down there, that side. I like the geography of it all. I didn't realise it'd be quite so hilly, so I liked the. I like the fact that you could be down by the river and there was like a double-decker bus to get said 50 metres above your head. Yeah. Um, so a lot of height, and uh, I appreciated that. Um, metro. I'll tell you what yeah. I, we've talked about when, since we've come back. The fact that Newcastle's got a metro, and it's a bit like Victoria Keys, perhaps is a, b- a bit of a secret sometimes in Sheffield. And Newcastle's got an underground um, a tube network that goes to then overground it's got about eight stations underground so I've suggested this since we come back to lots of people in the shop can you imagine Sheffield <laughs> having an underground and yeah. a, a station on the moor and a station on Fargate and a station down at Victoria Keys and you've got to get the out and, and everybody just laughs there's a tunnel network under Sheffield though isn't it because you can do Megatron the, yeah you can the do the, me- yeah, the yeah. Megatron oh I've things. done yeah. that recently I mean, it was a know. terrifying day I'd imagine it is it looks um, fantastic so you could convert that into an Underground. Incidentally, I, I believe that Glasgow has the smallest yeah, underground. Yeah, it does have one. We started doing in research. Europe, we it? started doing research then, sat in <laughs> Newcastle Tap on undergrounds of the world. And so I'm. This is. I'm not a train spotter, but I do like an underground. If anybody, metro if, spotter. yeah. If anybody but does like like urban exploration, just look up Sheffield Megatron. Oh yeah, yeah. It's get worth under some great. Also, it's just a brilliant really name, isn't it's it? It's uh, very it underwhelming in real life. I imagine it's a bit stinky. It's not smelly. It's just very. Uh, but people, people not, in not Sheffield have laughed at the thought of having an underground train network in the city. Yet Newcastle built theirs in the nineteen early nineteen eighties. At the same time as wow. Sheffield was publicly owned, five quid for an all day ticket to get out to Whitley oh. Bay and Time Mouth and all that. And it, it was just phenomenal. We, we, it we, felt we, like we, a different world. We, we, and we, were doing a, we were doing we, super tram. It's a we? smaller city than. Then yeah, it's we're just we're yeah, super spending tram. money on super sold tram. it for a quid. So there's me. Yeah, that's it's, that's it's the, the best tram. I think you're right, by the way. Boris is a twat New, as well. Newcastle that's me Boris, uh, politics, but it's just a place that's got just a really good vibe about it as mm. well, isn't it? There's something vibrant and excited mm. about Newcastle. I think it's a it's a great little. Place. I still need to go. What um what have your adventures taken you on, Laura? Uh, I've been to my first proper beer festival since Ooh. the end of lockdown. Uh, we went up to Malton to Beer Town which is one of my faves, um, co-organised by Bad Seed and Brass Castle Breweries. Um, absolutely brilliant as always. We were volunteering on the bar on the first night. Um, had an absolutely great time. Um, loads of fantastic beers, um, some new breweries to me, um, and you know, massive range. But I quite surprised myself actually, because I tried, I had a really nice um, 
fruit sour from Double Barreled, which was really exciting. Play Brew Co. had a raspberry, um, I think it was called, you know, the, the sweets that look like prawns. Yes. The little foam, foam, yeah, pr- foam prawns. prawns. They had a, what, a beer made of those. What are they called now? What are they called? I call them foam shrimps. What's the name of them though? Are they I don't, I don't know. But in the beer they were called prawns. Them on it, but there were all, so there were all <laughs> these like, you know, these really kind of out there beers. But my favourite beer of the festival was a 3.9% pale ale from oh. Shore Shop Brewery. Right, who are uh, for anybody who's not come across them yet, they're a fairly new um, outfit in Manchester, um, headed up by uh, James Campbell, who's a fantastic brewer who previously worked at Marble and Cloudwater. Yeah. Uh, and it was a yeah, beer called Small Man's Wetsuit. <laughs> but just, and it was just. I wonder where you were going. Uh, it small was Man's <laughs> Wet. <laughs> what is it with. I don't want to talk about poo. <laughs> and willies. <laughs> willies. <laughs> not talked about. I'm willies. snipping that. Let's We're talk not about men's food. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I yeah, it was, it was really good. Brewery, actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, just really. People who uh, um, have worked at all the right places before, and uh, and uh, and are going for it. Yeah. Now, like so it. Yeah. It's really good just really nice to catch up with people that I've not seen in a long time and uh, it was really funny as well because uh, you know like everybody it's most people's first beer festival back and people were kind of being a little bit cautious but you know also excited to be there um, and uh, one of the women who works at Brass Castle Ellis who's uh, absolutely brilliant uh, had brought along her uh, baby who um, was her first beer festival and this little baby was just overjoyed to be you know just like very excited to be seeing people <laughs> like behaving like we all wanted to be just like waving the little arms around and clapping and That's laughing sweet. and yeah sweet. so it was just really really lovely sort of uh, community driven but beer focused event so yeah really good it's good we've got um, exciting time coming up haven't we, with, with beery events because this year kind of feels like uh, uh, as as close to normal as we've had for quite a while, so we've got uh, Peak Enders not far away. That's going ahead. I'm going uh, to Fine Fest next week. Yeah, everybody seems to be going to Fine Fest. Fine Fest, yeah. Um, what else is happening? So we've got tram lines happening. That's not far away now. That's coming around pretty quick. Uh, Steel City Beer Festival seems to be going ahead this year, which is great. Just feel like a long, long time since that since that happened. Is Loxley one as well? Uh, Wise what it and doing oh, there yeah. in June summer. There's, there's quite a few, isn't there? Barrowill like last Thursday. So I was there last Thursday. Oh, yeah. Barrowill. Chester, How was that? Chesterfield. Good. That yeah, down at Chesterfield. Always on my yeah. birth, birthday weekend. That. Yeah, it's uh, worth going then for your for Should your birthday. Not, not been, not been. Trade day last Thursday. Went down, walked down the Chesterfield Canal to it from the station. Hour and a quarter, beautiful little walk. Best walk there is to a, a beer festival, unless you're at Fine Fest. Have you been to Derby that? one? Cause that's, that's no. in the, in the is that round, a nice walk, is it? No, but it's in kind of oh, a... Oh, in a roundhouse. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right I, I, I found a bit bustly and a bit too busy there, but... I've, um, I've got tickets to Indie Man this year. Oh. I haven't yet. Yeah, I'm with... I'm the only I saw that Laura wasn't sure whether she was going there, and so I, I, I also was thinking that at the same time. I think I liked your... Uh, well, tweet. I'll be there. Why so is that? Get yourself along. Yeah. Why is uh, it I'm also going to Manchester for um, 
Cloudwater, and it's not in the tap room, but they've got a couple of bars, haven't they, now in Manchester, are doing like theme weekends every weekend over however long for the, over like the next few, next couple of months or so. So going to their New York beer weekend. In, As you uh, would. Yeah, obviously. Probably all beers that I drank. How would you How would you order in American in a U- New York accent? So let's imagine you're, you're ordering a pint of cloud let's, water in a New York accent. Let's not do this. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's not. Let's totally a German accent, Dad. No, <laughs> no, I didn't think so. I don't think we should go down You've the road. You've got a Sao Paulo t-shirt on with your NASA NASA cap. I have. So since getting back from New York, I've been back to Germany, um, which is relatively disastrous because I caught COVID. So that was, there was very little beer involved with that sadly um i think that's it for my adventures i don't think i've done anything interesting at all but you did have a very good adventure to talk about on the last one yes so the new so york yeah, adventure was you've been was yeah, G- yeah. Was you were good. in new york for the last one and you've been in germany since your, your adventures are uh, and there's plenty there's plenty more there's plenty more to come um right i think we all need to charge our glasses so we're going to take a short break uh, and we'll be back in just a sec Welcome we, back. We to have returned from. Lobcast. Thanks, Sean. We <laughs> back from our uh, break. We, we filled up glasses, so we'll talk about beer again in a second. Just want to mention the fact that um, I uh, popped to one of the toilets uh, during that break, and the toilet that I used is twinned with a toilet in the Bangui district of the Central African Republic. If you'd like to look up this uh, toilet online, you can do. The latitude is three point eight nine six two. The longitude is 17.9191. Um, and there's, this is no use at all if you're listening to this, but there is a little picture of it. Now then, we, there. we, we yeah. The toilet that it's twinned with, which we I assume means that people here have raised money, um, which means that they can twin yeah, and, we, and they we send We once the money did a little charity thing and, re- and had a, a toilet built in Kenya. This was only a two or three years back, and it was a Sheffield outfit, I think, the charity. So... Yeah. That that could be linked in with that. I'm trying well, this, to think this what is called toiletwinning.org. Oh no, no uh, different. But there is a Sheffield charity that builds uh, toilets for little villagers in Kenya. This is described um, as uh, I hope I'm going to pronounce this right. A latrine. Yeah, that's it. Rather than a, uh, it. a toilet. So Which there we go. So that's that's toilet news done. Does uh, latrine mean outdoor? Toilet talk hasn't <laughs> in, in this uh, in this episode. Let's do beer talk because we've uh, we've we've refilled glasses, so we need what your last beer was like and obviously what you've gone for for beer number two. So, Sean? So, because um, I'm driving, I decided, having had a pint of the triple point, um, I've gone for a zero uh, low alcohol. So, I'm a big fan of Bruges. Um, having cancelled our Bruges trip four, year, four times now, we're going again in August, so already looking forward to getting back to Brussels. That means new and variant Bruges. coming any day. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, unless um, or monkeypox or something gets in the in the way of things, hopefully, hopefully not. It'll all be sort of helped and contained. Um, so I've gone for a, a brewsop. We're fans of the brewery. We sell their double and sell their blonde. And this is their spot brewsop spot, which I'm guessing is zero. I don't have the bottle with me. It was poured for me. So um, zero, not point five. I've got a gut feeling it might be zero. Right. But um, very authentic and uh, one of the best low alcohol beers I've ever had. Um, and 
It's the first one, um, first Belgian beer. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, it existed oh. in a couple of years. I was thinking Sean's driving has gone the old uh, <laughs> six, the old, seven percent. They sell, they sell left, left here as well. Um, oh yeah, true. And, yeah. and all sorts of various things in cans and bottles in a nice fridge. But this is a, a zero or a zero point five. Do you mind if I have a little sniff? Yeah, have a, have a, no, a sniff have a dabble. No, it's alright. Oh yeah, you definitely get Both that authentic Belgian es- estuary. Yeah, yeah. Um, feel I think uh, Laura um, gave me the technical info. I said yeasty. Um, Esters in it. Absolutely bang on that. Really enjoyed Good it. Good choice. Good yeah. choice. Uh, Laura. Uh, so I think me and Adam have gone for the same mm, beer. We uh, oh, we've right. Well, both of you then. We've both got the Abbeydale Decadence. Yeah. Four percent pale. What is that range of beers? Because I've seen. I've they don't. It's not something you release in small pack, is it? So no, it's, it's, a it's, it's but it's only but yeah, but it's kind of different to the brand. Yeah, I think we, it's uh, the designs are based on tarot cards. Yeah, I like it. Um, and they're done by Field Design, who did the core range with Moonshine in them. So uh, that's why they look a little bit different to the rest mm. of I what we did. I apologise, Laura, but I've only just noticed that that was one of your beers. Well, that's quite I all right. I ain't got my glasses on when I were at the bar and I didn't realise. Yeah. I'm going to let Adam talk about it because I talk about Abidel beers all the time. <laughs> well, I've... <I'd, I'd> <laughs> it's sucked up of it rather quickly. Yeah, that's well, that's it a good point. It. It's, yeah, it's just... It's that kind of really sessionable. Is it 4%? Four, yeah. Yeah. It's just really good. It's just really clean. It's not... Yeah, just, it's kind of like your classic... It's like a nicely, nicely hopped, classic cask beer that before everyone went daft, I used to absolutely adore and still do. Um, and I think it's yeah, it's I can't really explain anything more than that. It's just one of them. Like, you all know what that beer is, which is just clean, nicely hopped, quaffable, four percent. Drink it anytime. That's kind of what this is, really. Really enjoying it. And uh, you asked me about my last beer, the Glamour Muscles by Shiny. That was actually one of my f- favourite Shiny beers I've had, actually. <laughs> really good. <laughs> the la- the, the sp- <laughs> Every time you say Shiny. Shiny. James is ruining the strength on now. Well. Jim starts to smile. It was you that started laughing this time. <laughs> bit stronger, that one. Five Love and a half, I think. Bit s- slightly hazy. But, 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 yeah, sort of five and a half percent sessionable really nice um but yeah i could drink this kind of beer all day so the other one again slightly the abadale brand the dr martin's range which is after pat martin we've been brought up twice today but yeah i always always enjoy those they're kind of in this sort of similar percentage and uh, maybe usually a bit more hoppy um so i don't know depends how long we're here but i squeeze a half of that in yeah, really good. What you, Laurie? What's your opinion of? Yeah, I'm enjoying you didn't it. Brew it. You can you can have an opinion on it. Well, <laughs> I had nothing to do with the actual brewing of this beer, but uh, no, I, I think you got it spot on. It's uh, it's quite grassy. It is very clean. It's quite mm. crisp. Um, nice bit of sweetness in there. Um, yeah. I can imagine that's like a lager drink converter. Do you know what I mean by that? Where it's like it's not like overpowering any yeah. like real flavour. It's really well balanced. And I think if you kind Observer. of just sort of snook it in, somebody who didn't have any other options, would be like, "That's just it's all right, that." Like, uh, you can bring someone we'll to the dark side. But but where's Carly? No, I'm not saying it's like a lager, but it's that kind of very clean end of a a, a, a sort of a pale. pale I had a pint of lager yesterday. I did a race uh, that finished at 
Penistone Church Football Club. Oh, my mum lives on that road. Really? Yes. I probably ran past the house or walked past the house because it was on a hill and I didn't enjoy it. Uh, but I had a my one of my favourite. It's either a bit of shandy or a pint of lager and lime. It's my favourite post-run beverage. So I had, I think it was Coors and lime. Classic. <laughs> where, where, where from? Where? From the uh, club at Did the football yeah, yeah, the ground. Gr- right. yep. I've also just noticed in here that they've got a Superbock on. So <gasps> a Superbock. Anybody, anybody, anybody that enjoys a holiday to Portugal uh, listens yes. to this. Well, Get yourself down to Dorothy this, Park. This, this far right hand side. ish into, doesn't really segue at all actually, uh, into into my beer, which is called Invicta, which is triple point, and it's a collaboration with Invicta Brewing, who are in Brazil, Brazil, Portugal. Portugal. Alex yeah. went out there, didn't basically the same place. Um, so this See is what I did there. you've gone alcohol free, you two have gone four percent. So I thought I need to balance this out. So this is seven percent. So uh, it's the the strongest beer of the night. Uh, it's described as a big, juicy New England IPA. Um, Cryo hops, obviously, because it's triple point, <laughs> with Amarillo, Citra, uh, El Dorado, and Sabro. Sneaky bit of Sabro. Nice. This isn't it? All American as well. All American. I've not seen it. But the pump clip is in um, a kind of a turquoise by a felt pen. So yeah, it's just it's just literally yeah. written on a bit of. This is, it's covering up a sort of. Orangey lager. Can I just do another slight superbock based segue? Yeah, go for it. That's, that's the actual. Oh, that was fancy. Which again, this is pointless if you're listening to this. That's a very nice pop can't can't see it. It's like Come lots on, of uh, greens and yellows and kind of Brazilian. Brazilian have you been yeah. to Albufeira on holidays? I have holidays? not. No, <laughs> but I did drink superbock. What? Wait. No, it wasn't last weekend. It was the weekend before. For the Eurovision Song Contest. Because I went to uh, our friend Michael's house and we set ourselves a challenge with a very short time frame before Eurovision to get beers from as many different countries that competed in the semi-final round of Eurovision as possible. And we managed 26 different countries, which I was frankly um, astounded by. Impressive in that short time as well. We did very well. Including some quite obscure ones, to be fair. Yeah. And the, but the uh, the Portuguese offering that we had super was Superbuck. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we had a great time. We were sharing them between five of us, so it wasn't Did too silly. Did they get silly. through to the final as a result of your support, Portugal, or, or not? I don't... Portugal got through yeah. to the final, yeah. Did they? they? they, were, they were, would you, would I you, don't remember their performance. But there weren't very many that good of songs anyway at Eurovision this year. You, so you got me off now, that's it, I'm going to be... <laughs> Talk about it the next. Didn't watch it. I was it was generally a disappointing. Was it night? Yes. Is that why we came second? We came first, didn't we? Well, we came honest. first on judges, but then no, we, we came, came first. We, we came second on, on without the without the war. Then in theory, we would have won that. The, de- you, the democratic. Would you like vote. an interesting fact about the the the, the British the English entry? The English entry. British entry. I know, European. Yeah, you stick whatever. with Britain. UK. So um, my Scotland and Wales. My wife's cousin. So I don't know so what I am. What, what UK actually. What are you to your cousin? He. Uh, we went to their wedding and he was the wedding singer. Oh, mm-hmm. that yeah. is a fun fact. So like maybe about well Penelope was really small so maybe so about five years ago and I not I I realised I'd I'd heard the song but I didn't realise it was the Eurovision song but when they said oh it's that wedding that's that's the guy I went I know he looks like he's got a big beard and long hair. 
And then they're like, oh, yeah, that's him. So yeah, his, I remember him, his yeah. career's gone downhill and badly, hasn't it? Not really. He's, he's ended up on television for like, us. Well, I would say <laughs> well, so. Well, less of that, Clark. Good less song. of that. Genuinely good song. Poor, poor bloody I think fella. he'd have won if they'd got a wind machine and got his hair <laughs> flapping about. In the, there was a missed Did opportunity they not do that there. They didn't all? have a wind machine, ah. no. It was a very contemporary, grown-up performance. In a Kate Bush sort of windy But it, it lacks, windy it lacks a, a wind machine. For, for any song to win Eurovision, really, you need a key change, approximately two-thirds of the way through the song, and a wind machine. Or something completely insane. Yeah, or, yeah, like, you know. Uh, Jedwood, Jedwood. <laughs> oh, God forbid, like that. That. You, and then you welcome you to welcome. Eurovision. Cast. Did they did they did they sing a song in Eurovision for Ireland? Yeah, it was, it was it? two Lipstick, years in a row. Yeah. Called, like, did, lipstick yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. they reached yeah. the final for two years in a row. But right. yeah. were called like lipstick or something. Or? Uh, yeah, one of them yeah. was yeah lipstick, and then the other was um, waterline, which was a much better that. song. The lipstick okay. song was dreadful. That was the that was the point where you realised there's a mistake here by the Irish. Yeah. Traditionally, for so many years, they got Eurovision right. And yeah, what was his name now? The the big hitter. That, <coughs> did he win it? Uh, Johnny Logan. Johnny Logan. That's well, it. something yeah. in the two years. Yeah, yeah, I think so. On this case, no. An island won three. Something on a dream. Something on a dream. I don't know. No, no. I wasn't. That might have been. Wasn't right. I wore a different year. I told you we'd go off on this tangent. This is your fault for bringing it up. But, um, it's all part of it's all part of the just the so Superbok chat, is <laughs> Superbok. So am I the only person that when you do it, I I can't I have to go Superbok Superbok. I'm thinking of Superbass by uh, Nicki Minaj. Yes, God, that's Superbok. What song do you <laughs> think of, Sean, when you say Superbok? Um, Superman by Black Lace. No, the the one that you said there. <laughs> Superbok Superbok. I thought that was to the. Uh, end of Blankety Blank Super Match Race Super Match Race Super Bock Beer Super Bock Beer Super Match Race I think You've um, all completely lost me You, uh, you must have lost the Blankety Blank in your time We've lost the plot I feel like I'm doing a suitably blank face at this um, Lily, been good Lily Savage blank. kind of re, re, yeah, um, been rebooted a few times hasn't it It used to be the guy with no teeth what's he called Les Dennis. Les Dennis. No, it weren't. That's Family Fortune. I'm tricking you. Les Dennis. Les Dawson. Les Dawson. Oh, God. That's what I meant. I thought you were Before that, Terry Wogan. Terry Wogan were on it as well. Terry Wogan. Yeah. Terry Wogan did it at one bit. What's your favourite 1970s and 80s TV? Going for gold, Henry Kelly. Yeah, yeah. That was very Eurovision, weren't it? 15 to 1. It's what you used to watch when you had a day oh off school. Favorites. That and Pebble Mill. And, uh, Pebble Mill. Just yeah. And you, when you realise you should have just gone to school. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, just, I should have broke with this. There's no one. You're all those people that switched off in the first five minutes because we started talking about what's your name for poo. Like, they've missed all this quality <laughs> content when you get <laughs> to the end. Stuff in the middle. Yeah. If, they, if they did, just as a side point, we don't want you back anyway. You turn off. <laughs> You'll go and listen to something else. Isn't our, US, isn't our USP a little bit that we're just like chatting in a pub about uh, nothing? Uh, yeah, which props might affect pub us talk. listener numbers, but there you go. I don't need to tell somebody what a juicy IPA tastes like. They know that. No, we need to know <laughs> what what your pet name for a poo is. That's what we need to know, there isn't we? it? That's it. So if you'd like to tweet us, at Chef Hopcast, <laughs> tell us what, <laughs> what your or what you thought of Eurovision this year. Um, then um, that's good. I still think you know we should do because we never did. We did a we did a um, 
Did we do World Cup of Beers, of Euros of Beers or something? The World Cup thing was a great episode. So I still think we should do like a Eurovision Hopcast. Yes, let's we pencil take that your in for theme next year. Next year. Actually, in the World Cup we in the winter, isn't it this year now? Yeah. So we're technically so just checking my diary still and on for it. World Cup will be able to do something. We've also got coming up in the next, Can in you the next few weeks, I think certainly next month, the uh, women's, women's Euros. Yeah, we have. Ooh, Rotherham some of them Rotherham are Sheffield. Some of them are at Bramall Lane. Some of them are at Rotherham. New York Stadium. Yeah. Um, no, so he yeah, mentioned New York that. again. He's crazy. <laughs> I also said Bramall Lane without doing the <laughs> noise. So, you know, that's something. Um, and we've also, we've got to get our heads together. So when we finish recording this episode, we've got to make some decisions about where this year's Hopcast Away Day is going to be. Because Newcastle. It's, it's back on. So... <laughs> We've got to decide which part of Newcastle we're going to for <laughs> this year. No, we might not. We might not go there. Yeah. We might not go there. It's got a Glasgow. So Hour and twenty-three on train. I, f- I was fancying the Peak District sort of country day out sort of thing. Why would we, we do like the really weird Castleton, rail, the, the Yorkshire so Railway? In every pub from one end of Castleton to the other. And Castleton's annoying because it's not got a station, like an ale trail. Yeah, we could do like the, the the Sheffield to Manchester one where you do. Get off at door. You go, then you go to like Hathersage, Hope, <laughs> Chinley. Chinley's got two cracking pubs in it. <laughs> New Mills. We'll get the. We'll get a um, side. side to unlock the doors. <laughs> Let Stockport maybe. Then we'll go for a pint in Piccadilly Tap, bit Manchester. Right. We'll not go to Matt. We're not. To what have we done before? Scarborough and where else? York. York, yeah, well, that was a good one, that York one, yeah. That yeah, last year, York, wasn't it? Mm. It wasn't last year, was it? It was. It, was. it wasn't it was long ago, was it? It was, the, it was the last year that we did an away day, which was 2019. Right. No, it wasn't, because I was drinking gluten-free beer. Oh, so no, it had been, no. Yeah. It was well, last it was year. Literally, it was literally last in summer. August. You couldn't, I want a written apology. Did we go to York last year? Yeah, yeah. last summer. In, like, in, in, in like August. You, you might be right. Felt like, it felt like no time. What do you at mean? All. It might be right. It's, it's true because I were drinking gluten-free beer, so and I've not done that. I've only I've only done that since like last May. So no, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah I, I am right. Oh, yeah, <laughs> think we were having to order stuff from um, from our phones, weren't we? All right, yeah, you can have that one then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, any suggestions as well then for Hopcast Away Day locations? Yeah, tweet us, tweet us, send tweet us a message, uh, and uh, we'll we'll get. We'll come and have a drink with you. Yeah, yeah. we're going to have to wrap this up because we are going to get booted out of here actually because uh, they've got an event on. So, um, great pub if you've not been here before, Brilliant. such as me and Sean hadn't tonight. Uh, definitely come along and check this out. It is a, li- a little bit kind of off the beaten track, isn't it? But it is worth searching it out, and it's only five minutes from town. If that, yeah. To be fair. Um, so Brill, yes, we will return. We don't know where yet, but we'll be returning somewhere in June. So we will see you then. Bye bye. Bye.